This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, looking for the pylon, touchdown, Jonathan Taylor, a run of 23 yards to Pater. They'll walk it upfield, it's intercepted, picked off by the Colts, and it's Darius Leonard. Wentz throws upfield into the end zone, sack, Pascal, touchdown, touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. All right, it's time for another season of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm J.J. Stankovitz breaking down every game with you here on the Colts Audio Network with Bill Brooks, former Colts wide receiver, Colts Ring of Honor member. Bill, first game of the preseason is in the books. The Colts fall 27-24 to to the Buffalo Bills. We're not here to talk about the score. We're not here to really talk about why the Colts lost. Um regular the the preseason's sort of like uh, whose line is it anyway everything's made up and the points don't matter but <laughs> the 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 thing we, we need to talk about here bill to start is the first team offense and i saw a lot of it on social media during the game and people being like why are they going back out there why are they playing so much matt ryan wound up taking 19 uh 19 snaps there were 18 there, he had 18 and then there was one penalty uh holding call on ryan kelly so Really, Matt Ryan got about 20 snaps in in this game, which sort of tells me that was about the target that the Colts wanted. We heard after the game from Frank Reich and Matt Ryan that they were pleased with how things went from an operational standpoint, just getting the communication down, getting everyone set. Bill, I want to ask you, though, what, is that, what does that mean? What should, you know, because fans see the, the box score and they see Matt Ryan 6 of 10, 58 yards, not super efficient, Maybe you're getting a little bit worried, but the operational stuff, what does that mean and why is that important at this stage in the NFL calendar? Well, it's important because you want to feel comfortable out there. Remember, Matt Ryan is hearing something new in his head right now as far as calling the plays. So it's not the same as he was when he was in Atlanta. Then he also is working with a bunch of new guys as far as on the field with the offensive line, the wide receivers, the running backs, and everyone. So you want those guys to feel comfortable going into the regular season. As you know, J.J., we haven't started very well on our uh, openers during the regular season. So to kind of get everything comfortable, guys feeling comfortable, and just going out there and playing football, you got to work out some of these little kinks in the preseason. And that is, you know, getting the plays in, making sure you got the right substitution and people – uh, listening to the cadence in the game situation with Matt Ryan, uh, the motions, every, all these little things are going to play a part uh, during the season. So you have to get that accomplished during the preseason. And there's no, there's no better time to do it than in a preseason game when there's a little pressure, it's somewhere different, it's different than Westfield, it's different than going against the same guys that you see uh, every day in practice. So I think it's very important that they get the operational stuff down um, even everything from pregame warm-up to uh, stretching, all those things have to come into play. So you want the guys to feel comfortable once the regular season starts. So uh, another aspect here to, all right, you know, the Colts didn't score a touchdown when Matt Ryan was out there. They only ran one passing play in a goal to go in the low red zone. And I, I think I, I, I emphasize this on Twitter during the game, Bill, but in the regular season when you're in these situations – you're going to be you're going to heavily scheme plays for the opposing defense, and a the Colts are not scheming for the Bills defense in this game. B there's no way they would show any of that in a preseason game. 
So you saw a lot of handoffs to Naheem Hines. The one pass that Matt Ryan did throw, thought he made a pretty good decision getting the ball out to Naheem Hines on the far sideline, gets him down to about the one-yard line. Um, but nothing nothing really worrisome here. I, I don't see any reason to you know, think that the sky is falling when it comes, oh, the wide receivers <laughs> can't get separation, and they're not getting touchdowns, they're not being efficient. Um, just the, the overall work and, and what you saw from Matt Ryan in the first team offense, when, when you think about just like sharpness, what did you, what did you see out of that build? I, th- I thought the offense did some good things. I, I thought there were some good things out there. Um, one of the things I liked uh, seeing in the preseason game was Matt Ryan getting the ball out of his hands fairly quick, mm-hmm. getting the ball into the running back's hand. Um, he got to Naheem Hines out of the backfield quite often. So I like to see that because I think that's going to play big, big, big dividends later on in the season because when Matt Ryan can get back, take his drop, get the ball out quick, make a decision, and get the ball into the playmaker's hands, you know, good things will happen. You know, JT when he's in there and Naheem Hines, and then you have Molly Cox, you have Pittman. So you have these guys in Paris Campbell. Let those guys make play. So I think that's very important to see things like that. And plus, as you said, they're not game planning for the Buffalo Bills. And basically they're just running their base plays, uh, not showing a lot, don't want to show a lot in preseason. So when we get to the regular season, guys can see what we're doing. So I should say all the teams can see what we're doing. So you don't want to do that. You just want to kind of hold that back. And later on in the preseason, maybe they might game plan a little bit for one of the games. I mean, in, in the third maybe preseason the Tampa game, game. Yeah. maybe the Tampa game might uh, game plan just a little bit so to get the guys an idea of what to expect during the week of practice. That's how we prepare for a game, meaning that this is what we're going to do. We're going to give a little game plan, show you what we want to do, some of the plays that we want to run. So I'm not all overly worried about that, especially when they're down the red zone right now because they just ran some of their base plays. Where do you fall, Bill, on the you should play players in the regu- in the preseason versus you should protect them at all costs? Where do you fall on that? I'm, I'm in the camp of let the players play. Uh, now, I'm not saying they should play a whole game or they should play a ton of plays. As a former player, I would – when I was playing, I'd love to have an opportunity to play in the first couple of preseason games. I want to see things in game speed time. I want to see how you know things crossing my face, me turning my head around, getting focused on the football, and actually getting tackled. I, I want to get tackled. I want to get used to getting hit again, getting tackled um, during a game so I can be ready for the regular season. So I think you should play the guys a little bit, um, as they did. Uh, everyone except JT didn't play. So I think it's fine that they, they play the guys. I think if you, if you rest the guys all the time, especially uh, receivers, timing's not there in the mm-hmm. game because things speed up in the, when it's a game situation. Practice is nice. Practice is fun. Practice is great. You get uh, good looks in practice, but it's not the same as game speed. So I think you got to get some game preparation during the preseason, so you need to play them guys a little bit. So I thought this was interesting, Bill. So Naheem Hines, you you saw him out there quite a bit. He had eight carries. He had two catches. So that's 10 touches. Naheem Mm -hmm. Hines last year had more than 10 touches in a game. One, two, three. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong column. Hold on. Mm -hmm. One, two, two times. (laughs) (laughs) So when Frank Reich says... We're going to get Naheem Hines more involved in this offense. Even if you're running base stuff, vanilla stuff, this is this is the kind of 
impact that the Colts want Naheem Hines to make. Now, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's not out there, so Naheem's taking all these carries. But you can see, you can just see, like, the those passes where Matt Ryan gets the ball quick and he gets it to Naheem Hines. Those are going to be such a staple of this offense. It's not like the Colts are giving anything away by running that, but, again, getting that timing down, getting the game speed action down, you, you really like the way that Matt Ryan processed things and got the ball into Naheem Hines' hands. Exactly. You, you, that's what you want. You want uh, Matt Ryan to process things, which he does, and gets up there and get a, a pre-snap look of the defense, what the defense looks like they're going to play. Um, and then once he's the ball snapped, he's still observing the defense and seeing, hey, this is, the, this is where I need to go with the ball. Get back, get to his back foot, and let the ball go and get the ball into the playmaker's hands. So did that a couple of times with Naheem Hines, got the ball into his hands. Uh, he did look downfield, but he dropped it off to Naheem Hines out of the backfield. And those are things you, you, you have to do. I mean, those are things that keep drives alive because let's say if that's on first and 10 and you're looking downfield and nothing there, nothing's there and you drop the ball off to Naheem Hines, he catches it maybe for a one-yard reception, but he gains six, five yards or six yards. So now you have second and four or second and three, and that puts you in a lot better situation of getting a first down and continue to move the chains down the field. So those are the things I'd like, I'd like to see, and that's what we saw uh, – yesterday uh, in the game against Buffalo, him getting the ball out of his hands quick, getting into the playmaker's hands and let them run with the ball. One more thing on the offense, Bill, before we talk about you know some other guys here, but the Colts went for it on fourth down. They would have gone for it three times. They had uh, Braden Smith get flagged for a false start on a fourth and goal at the one-yard line, but they went for it on two fourth and fours just inside Buffalo territory. Didn't convert on either. Uh, after the game, Frank Reich said that Going for it was it was intentional because it's the quote is out on the field it's a it's a mindset just to remind those guys this is what we do we're going to be aggressive we're going to go for it and so we got to be a little more efficient we didn't really game plan a whole lot for that today that's on me we can be better there I thought it was good exposure for the guys so I, I like this bill the Colts last year uh, they went for it twenty three times on fourth down before the the fourth quarter I just kind of ran that number just you know because teams will go for it a little more in the fourth quarter as they get desperate the only team to go for it more on fourth down in 2021 in the first three quarters of a game are the Detroit Lions who are sort of the the Dan Campbell throw caution to the wind we're just gonna do it but (laughs) but the Colts on those they converted 70 percent of their third downs they actually had the most first downs excuse me fourth downs they had the most first downs on fourth down of any team in the NFL in the first three quarters of a game last year Matt Ryan sitting there uh, last year. He went. His team went for it 15 times in those same situations. That's just outside the top 10. But again, you're getting that mindset down. If we're going to be aggressive, we're going to go for it. And yeah, we're not going to run our like heavily schemed fourth and four plays. But we got to be ready for this. I, I really liked that the Colts did that, and they gave the first team offense those couple of opportunities to do that. It's a mindset, JJ. You have to have that mindset, knowing that hey, when it's fourth down, we're going to. There's a good, good possibility we're going to go for it. Not like, oh, we might go for it, we might not go for it. As a player, you're having a mindset saying, hey, we, we possibly can go for it. And that plays in also to the what play is going to be called on third down. So you have an idea, okay, hey, we, we might not try to get it all on third down. We might get it just a little bit on, on third down. So we're fourth down, we're fourth and one, fourth and two. We're not fourth and five or fourth and four. So that's a mindset that you have to have going into the game as a player, knowing that, hey, our head coach might decide that we go for it. And you need to prepare for that 
as I said earlier, for like other things in the preseason, get these guys ready to go for it on fourth down. Let them know, hey, we're not scared to go for it on fourth down. We trust our team out there that, hey, they can get a, a yard, two yards, or three yards on fourth down no matter where we're at. And don't worry about it because we will game plan for that. We will have an idea what type of defense they run on fourth down, what they're going to do with uh, against certain personnel. If we go three wides, what are they going to do against three wide receivers? If we go two tights, what are they going to do against two tights? We will have all that down and percentages down how they play defense, and that will give us – uh, a leg up on them because we would know what they were doing so we can game plan and we can get our best play against that type of defense. So get a mindset that we are going to go for it and just be ready for it. And when you do that, the guys feel good about it because the guys want to go for it. Most players want to go for it on fourth down. You ask majority of players, they want to go for it on fourth down. So they believe in themselves. So they believe in themselves. The coach wants to believe in those guys that they can do it. But you have to have a mindset that you can do it. Yeah, unless you got uh, punt god Matt Ariza on your team, it's more, way more exciting to go for it on fourth down. Although, hey, exactly. If, I wouldn't mind if the Bills are uh, having him go out there and punt a couple times just so we can get the highlights. He had the 82-yard punt, yes, by the way. Yes, that was unbelievable. In the game. Oh. Well, um, I want, but you know what, no, JJ? I want to see what happens when uh, it's in December there. If he, <laughs> he can get some of those punts off when the wind's blowing in, in Buffalo. Can it get quite cold in Buffalo? You would know from experience. Yes. Up there. So uh, on defense, the Colts had five takeaways. I mean, four of those came in the first half. They were just, uh, I know it was the Bills' second team offense, but you just, you love to see that aggressiveness. Uh, Isaiah Rogers did a, a really good job, Bill, baiting Case Keenum into throwing an interception. You saw the technique he had where he kept his eyes on the quarterback the whole time while still kind of feeling where the receiver was. Uh, down the far sideline, really, really good play by Isaiah Rogers. He had a really impactful game. He had a 40-yard kickoff return, also recovered a fumble. Ronnie McLeod comes down with a tipped interception early in the game. Then later in the game, Sterling Weatherford, the young undrafted linebacker out of Cicero, Indiana, comes down with an interception. Pretty cool moment for him. Cameron Klein gets a strip sack uh, with a really nice pass rush. And then Julian Blackman uh, playing like, you wouldn't know he got hurt last year. Just kind of lowers his shoulder into the ball carrier, knocks the football out. Uh, Bobby Okereke had a hand in that one as well. But um, for a defense that's switching over from Matt Eberflus' scheme to Gus Bradley's scheme, something that has already been instilled in this team in terms of the standard is we're going to take the ball away. It's the first preseason game. You don't want to read too much into it. But that standard still being there of being aggressive and going after the football that seemed like a, a pretty encouraging sign for that side of the ball. Key word there, J.J.'s aggressive. Those guys played aggressive and they played fast. And they played decisive, meaning they made plays. They weren't thinking about, oh, how do I get here? Should I go here? Should I be moving here? No, I know where I need to be. I know how to react off what the offense is doing. And that's what you saw yesterday, especially with that first team out there. Those guys were moving fast, playing fast. And that's what you want from a defense. You want a defense that's playing fast rallying around the ball, getting to the ball. Then, of course, when you do that, you have a couple of guys making hits, as we saw the one with uh, Okereke and Blackman making that hit, causing that fumble. Uh, the guys can get the ball, the ball's out, and this defense feels like that's their ball once the ball's out. So the guys did a nice job of flying around to the ball, making plays happen. And that's, and, and, and that's a credit to the coaches and also the players for Getting, a new, getting into a new system, understanding where you need to be, understanding the terminology, and still being able to play fast. Because the only way you can play fast is knowing, where you, knowing your assignment and doing it 
the best of your ability and not having to think out there. Because once you start thinking, then that's hesitation. And when it's hesitation, you're not playing fast, you're just guessing. These guys have a great, a good understanding of the off of the defense. And when you have that understanding, you can play fast. And that's what most of the guys want to do. Use their physical talents to go out there and play and show what they can do. And they did that um, Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. All right, let's uh, wrap up with just a couple of notes here and observations. The, the first one I got for you, Bill, uh, the, in the kicking competition, so Rodrigo Blankenship got the first half. He made, a, he made a short field goal, hit his PAT. In the second half, Jake Verity missed a PAT. That might be something to keep an eye on here uh, with the Colts kicking competition going forward. Any guys that you know just kind of jumped off the page for you, Bill, uh, as you watch this game, whether it was a, you know a player on offense, a player on defense, a player on special teams, someone who you were like, all right, you know, I, I really like what I saw out of that guy. Well, I think you said it earlier. I, th- I like what uh, Isaiah Rogers did uh, yesterday. I think he played well. Uh, you have interception. You have a fumble recovery. You have a nice kickoff return. So. I think he played well. He's a guy in, in my mind that stood out. And then I thought as a group, I thought the tight ends did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, I like what the tight ends did. Uh, you know, Jelani Woods catching that touchdown. You know, you had Kyle Granson with a nice catch and run. You had um, Ogletree making a catch. And um, you also had um, Jacobson making a, a touchdown there. So that was uh, that was nice for him to see that, that he got opportunity to get out there and make a nice catch and touchdown. So I, I thought the tight ends played well. They did a nice job, and uh, I like what Lindsey did. Um, he had some juice, Lindsay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had some he had some nice plays there. So those are the things that stood out for me uh, as those guys went out there and played. And, of course, as a whole, the defense I thought played fast, and I thought they played well. I want to talk about that Woods touchdown because it he's kind of running a, a like a five-yard crosser on this play, and he sees Ellinger get flushed, flushed out of the pocket. He immediately – turns his body and gets vertical toward the end zone, um, kind of feeling that the guy who was was right on him was going to start crashing down to Sam. Uh, on a scramble drill like that, how do you how do you practice that? How do you drill that with a player? And what sort of feel did you see from Jelani on that play to get that touchdown? Well, what I saw the feel for, I saw a feel for him trying to get to an open area. And that was a nice job by Jelani doing that. And also, you know, he... he one of the things you want to do, you kind of want to run with the quarterback, uh, depending on which side he's running to. Uh, Sam was rolling out to his right, so you kind of want to run with the quarterback. So you can kind of stay in his vision and then try to find a, an open spot there. So once you can find an open spot in the defense, and uh, you know it's kind of easy for him to find – well, I should say it's not easy for him to find an open spot as big as he is, but it's easy for him to catch the ball when it's thrown up high, which he did. And, and Sam did a nice job. and getting the ball to Jelani Woods, knowing the athlete that Jelani is to get up a little high so he can go up there and catch it and keep it away from the defender. So um, I thought both of them did a nice job. And and, uh, go back to the question you asked earlier, another player that played well, Sam played well as well. He did a nice job out there. I thought, you know, he was 10-4-11 out there with two touchdowns. So he played well. I thought he did a nice job. And Sam's a guy that, you know, he's he's a player. He's going to make plays. You know, he he, might not be there immediately, but he's going to – buy time and, and be able to roll out and make some plays, get the ball downfield to guys. And that's what he did on that touchdown pass to Jelani Woods. Also, J- Jelani Woods told uh, our own Lara Overton after the game that catching that touchdown, th- this is I thought this was a really interesting quote from him. He said, 
quote, it just brought so much joy to get back into a game scenario. The experience <laughs> of being my first game, it just brought back a lot of joy. This is why I love football. This is why I do it. And just getting away from training camp, getting into that type of environment. You know, Jelani's had a bit of an up and down training camp so far. And I, I hope that we see from him, he gets his touchdown, you know, gets to keep the ball. He, he said he's going to put a little <laughs> note on it. Like, yeah, it is a preseason game. Um, but I, I, I hope this is kind of the the starting point for him because he's so athletic. He's such a big target. He's got really good hands. Um, you know, maybe we'll start to see him sort of, you know, take off a little bit during training camp. Cause I mean, Alec, o or, uh, Alec Ogletree, I'm going to keep, I'm going to call him Alec Ogletree <laughs> at least once. And I just did. I knew I was going to do that. Um, if anyone's into former Los Angeles Rams and New York Giants and Chicago Bears linebackers, Andrew Ogletree <laughs> has had a very good training camp so far. Yes. And I also liked his game because he, he had the drop, on mm -hmm. the first throw to him. And then he came back and he had two nice catches. Uh, didn't let it spiral. And he told Jeffrey Gorman after the game, quote, I think I do belong here. I've been saying it. I definitely belong here. I belong on the 53 men. I belong in this league for a while. And I intend to stay here for a while. You'd like to see both of those things out of the Colts rookie tight ends. Exactly. I like the confidence in, in Ogletree that he, he feels that he belongs there. And, and he, you know, he's practicing like it, at least in, in, in camp. And he's also playing like it. They did. Saturday and against the Buffalo Bills, and I like that. And I like the excitement from Jelani Woods, seeing the excitement of these young guys, you know, realizing a dream uh, that they're playing in the National Football League and hoping that dream will come true by making the 53-man roster playing football in the National Football League. So I, I wish nothing but the best for these young guys, and the guys, they're going out there playing hard, and that's what you want. You want to see guys going out there playing hard, giving their best, so they have an opportunity to make this team. And Jelani played well yesterday, played hard, and I'm happy that he got his uh, first NFL touchdown. Even though it was a preseason game, he's still going to keep the ball, which he should. And I, I just love that excitement about a young guy uh, being excited about playing in the National Football League. All right, two final observations. I had way more notes from this game, Bill, than I thought I was going to have. <laughs> I was just so excited for there to be football back. Yes. Uh, Nick Cross played some really good coverage on that first Bills drive, kind of helped force a couple incompletions in the end zone. Uh, Alec Pierce kind of he, he came on a little bit during the, the game, uh, made a couple of nice plays. And then I, I Bernard Ryman, he he started off the game really well, I thought. Um, he, had, he had then had a couple plays in pass protection where he got, uh, you know, a guy got past him. But Bernard Ryman played the most snaps of any Colts player on, on Saturday. I think that that's probably intentional. And yes. great opportunity for him to learn from this film, to work on it. Um, you can see, you know, it's just the athleticism from him uh, that's there. Obviously, there are things he needs to work on, but uh, encouraging to just see him get so much run in this game. I think that that's a really good thing for the young rookie. Do you have any other uh, notes you want to empty before we get out of here? No, just kind of piggyback off what you said. I think it's good for these young guys to get playing time. Now, we talked about Woods and Ogletree. You know, you did mention Pierce and, and Ryman. It's good for these guys to play because now the coaches have a teaching moment for these guys that – actually is game film that they can say, hey, this is what happened in the game film. This is what this guy was trying to do to you. These are what some of the things you need to do. Remember this, these techniques we worked on in, in training camp and practice. So these are the things that they can reinforce with the guys, teach them new techniques or different things or be aware of. So I think it's great learning experience for these young guys. So if they could take it and take the corrective criticism and put it to use down the road, it's only going to serve them well as far as Making, making the team and being a better football player. All right, I'll sum it up 
sum up the Colts' first preseason game like this. The biggest news to come out of Saturday's game was not an injury. Maybe it wasn't a play. It was Will Fries and Wesley French <laughs> playing next to each other. French Fries. For the French Fries offensive line for the Colts. That's probably the, that's probably the best news I can give you, uh, you Colts fans, is that the biggest thing to come out of the game was a uh, whimsical little screen cap of uh, <laughs> those two guys playing together on the offensive line. We'll be back here on the Colts Audio Network for another episode of Colts Instant Reaction. We're going to record it next Sunday following the Colts' preseason game against the Detroit Lions. Remember, starters will not play in that game as they get some good work in against the Lions in joint practices at Grand Park this week. We'll then also be back after the Colts play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that final preseason game, the true dress rehearsal game here on the Colts Audio Network. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us here on the Colts Audio Network so you never miss an episode of the great things we have coming up. We have another episode of the official Colts podcast coming out on Tuesday. We'll have Inside Football with Rick Venturi. That drops on Wednesday. Camp Chats with players and media members from around the league who are showing up to Grand Park. Those will be dropping into your podcast feed daily throughout the week. We'll be back again next Saturday here on the Colts Audio Network. For Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening to us here on Colts Instant Reaction.